What's up everybody, welcome back inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center after a jam-packed media session. Quarterbacks, Gene Smith, uh, money talk, quarterback talk, offense talk, Tim, you name it. That's Tim May, by the way. I'm Spencer Holbrook, this is a practice report. Uh, Tim, lots to break down. That's, that's basically what we've got here. Let, let's get right into it. Well, first, let me do a, a backflip. Just joking, never could do a backflip. <laughs> Bottom line is, I mean, the biggest news today, uh, you know, we can talk about C.J. Stroud and his Heisman hopes and uh, and how C.J. Stroud has improved as a quarterback, et cetera. Um, Cal McCord biding his time, maybe getting a shot to play. We'll see if that happens down the road. Bottom line is, the biggest news today was the uh, Big Ten announcing its uh, broadcast, its new broadcast partners deal coming up uh, in a year and a half. And uh, it includes, uh, uh, includes CBS, includes Fox, includes NBC, includes NBC Peacock, and some other streaming opportunities, which is the direction uh, the Big Ten wanted to go in this thing, almost like an omnibus, I like using that word, yeah. uh, almost like an omnibus uh, package uh, where you think the money is going to be even much better than it, than it is now for Big Ten teams. But as I asked uh, Gene uh, Smith right off the bat, uh, can you fill in the blanks financially because the Big Ten did not do that today with their release? He goes, no, he can't. But he hearkened back to the, the point he made uh, several weeks ago that this idea that it's a billion dollar package, he's not sure where those numbers are coming from, from people just sort of throwing them out there. He indicates it's probably not going to be that big a package. It's still going to be incredibly significant. It will be the best package in uh, major college sports, it does appear, uh, when this thing, from when the money comes out on it. But uh, it's a big deal all the way around. Well, and to be frank, it is a billion, <clears throat> billion dollar package, not per year, but overall, it's a 10-figure deal, maybe even an 11-figure deal when it all, you know, when we all sort this well, out. Well, yeah, but I'm talking and, about per year. Yeah. I mean, a piece of people's slices of the pie, et cetera, yeah. have been really far-fetched to a certain extent uh, as they've speculated, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and so it's a lot of money. Uh, Gene Smith kind of started to lay out a little bit of what he expects that money to do when he talks about the rise of cost of everything per year and, and the, filling out the athletic budget and being able to do those things. but. You know, bottom line is fans don't care that much about the money. They care about what the money means. And uh, it means that NBC is going to have a night game every Saturday. Uh, CBS is going to have a 3.30 game every Saturday, it appears. Uh, as the CBS Twitter account already tweeted out, the, the SEC on CBS jingle is now going to be the Big Ten on CBS jingle, which is kind of an interesting thing that we've got to adjust to as college yeah. football fans. And then, of course, Fox is the biggest player here. The Fox people brokered this deal, uh, you know, by all reports. They were in on these meetings. They understand exactly where this thing's going. BTN's involved. Fox Sports 1 is involved. Uh, Peacock is involved, which is really interesting because, you know, fans are now worried that Ohio State football games will be relegated to Peacock. I don't see that happening, but you never know with opponents like, you know, the Mac schools on the schedule uh, from time to time. I could see one game a year being on Peacock with Ohio State just to give Peacock uh it's just due, you know. I mean, you, know, you can always sprinkle it in there. It's like the Big Ten Network came out, you know, many years ago, but then they started their Saturday night uh, primetime games. And, you know, just to feed that machine, they've got to get Ohio State on at least once a year. Yeah. From, from a Big Ten Network uh, standpoint of primetime games. So, yeah, I could see that being sprinkled in there as part of the uh, – as, <clears throat> as, as part of the allure both for – uh, the new the new broadcast deal and for Peacock. And here's the, the thing, Tim. You know there are NFL games that are streamed only now. Uh, there yeah, are there that's are, coming to college football down are, the road. There are Ohio State games that have been on FS1. I think the the Tulsa game last year, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> was an FS1 game at night. Uh, 
or maybe it was uh, the Akron game was on BTN or FS1. Uh, BTN already has games, so yeah. this isn't a foreign concept for Ohio State. The streaming aspect might be, um, as far as just only on a streaming service, but this idea that Ohio State games have only ever been on ABC and you know uh, CBS are. They're just not. Well, here's a newsflash. I mean, people got all upset when when the BTN came in, the Big Ten Network came along, and was going to add something to their cable bills. And uh, you know, somehow or another, uh, since uh, ESPN has been around almost since the start of television in some people's minds, they didn't realize <clears throat> they were paying their cable provider money for ESPN every month. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like you'd be paying for BTN. Now it is. What What do you want to watch? What do you want to pay for? Now the streaming services give you that right. You know the problem uh, from a streaming service standpoint, which is down the road of it being a really major part of this, is you're kind of gambling when you're the entity that's that's dealing with it too, because you've got to gamble that people will step forward and pay that extra fare to watch Ohio State every weekend or Michigan or Northwestern or whatever. And uh, but it's coming, I mean, you know, uh, uh, the uh, a la carte aspect of, te of television is getting more real by the day. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, <clears throat> as for example, if you want to watch a certain TV show on, say, Apple TV, you buy Apple TV for, you know, take the free trial and then do a month of it. Netflix, and then, Amazon and, TV, right on down the road. And then after that, if you want to cancel it, go ahead. And then the next year, you're going to have to do the same thing. If Ohio State wants, is going to be on Peacock, th those are just things that are going to be sorted out. Uh, obviously, the basketball schedule is going to, to be way different without without ESPN as a partner, uh, except for probably in the non-conference. Uh, and then you look at the way that scheduling is going to happen now based on that. You have to think divisions are going to be thrown out, Tim. Uh, Ohio State is, Gene Smith actually came out today and said, yeah, he's in favor of divisions going away. The Big Ten's going to look a lot different, all that is to say. Uh, and well, not only like that, but I mean, he also pointed out a big, a big factor uh, in my opinion, that uh, that they may not set conference schedules, uh, you're not going to see conference schedules set for three or four years ahead of time. You're going to see them probably set for the next season in October of the previous season. And I asked him, you know, for one of another term, is that kind of going to be prorated based on sort of like where programs are, meaning football programs are, uh, from a strength standpoint of getting a balance involved. You know, it, it, it would not be fair uh, to the league. For the for right now the the Big Ten East kind of carries mm -hmm. carries the weight uh, in a lot of ways. If you just look just look at the Big Ten championship game, it'll tell you all you need to know about that. But it would not be fair for Ohio State and let's say uh, if Southern Cal comes in and it's really good for them to play the toughest schedule every year in the Big Ten just so they can get these prime premier games on. But you do want them to play some games that are very attractive to these networks yeah. you know four or five a year and that's what's gonna that's what's going to change as as it goes along i mean there are a lot of changes coming and it all comes back to making things attractive getting eyeballs watching the games either in the stadiums or on the television sets and it's not going backwards that is for sure exactly and and I, you know a couple things that won't change non-conference scheduling will not change ohio state has some non-conference games on the books i don't yeah, buddy, if you if you now I'm not knocking you, but non-conference schedules have changed so much over the years. This game is set. The Georgia series is set. It goes away. Uh, Tennessee series is set. It goes away. If the Big Ten and you know when it finally gets down to the nitty gritty here of deciding what its makeup's going to be, whether division or not division, uh, is it going to be? Are they going to play a minimum of eight conference games a year or ten? If they go to ten, that's going to make a lot of these non-conference games go away. Yeah. Uh, across the board, and and you know the other thing is interesting it, it, to me 
in this package is NBC is a part of the package. Well, NBC also has exclusive rights to Notre Dame games. Oh, we were going to get there. I was well, going to get there. I know. I, I knew we were going to get there. But my point is, how is that going to be impacted if, in fact, the Big Ten goes to a 10-game regular season, no divisions, as opposed to an eight or a nine game, which nine games really are right now. But how's that going to be impacted? Is Notre Dame gonna to gotta to get nudged out of the mix from the standpoint of being able to schedule some of these uh, games with big with, with their uh, traditional Big Ten opponents? Well, like and, USC, by the way. And I'll finish my point here, that Ohio State is not going to be turned away by the by NBC or Fox or CBS when they say, hey, we want we're having Alabama come to the Horseshoe in 2026. Well, guess what? If that game's on Big Ten turf, it's either going to be on Fox, CBS, or NBC. That's an opportunity for you know one of those three networks to get Alabama. You, you mean it's going to be a home and home? Yeah, when, but that, okay. it's already scheduled. And so when you know you talk about the networks, like right now, this week one, ABC and Fo ABC and ESPN do not get Notre Dame very often. So when they had the chance to scoop up Ohio State and Notre Dame, they took that opportunity and didn't yeah. pass it on to Fox. Yes. That's going to be part of this non-conference scheduling is, yes, uh, you know, Fox, CBS, and NBC don't have access to Alabama, to Georgia, to LSU, to Tennessee, but you can bet they're going to hope that these Big Ten teams can schedule those teams, home and homes, to where once a year you get an SEC team on NBC, once a year you get an SEC team on CBS again oh, yeah. to keep the national footprint alive. That's just another layer here. Yeah. There are so many layers. Uh, we're going to continue to pack, unpack all of that. Uh, the non-conference scheduling versus the conference scheduling, it's interesting, Sam. I've always thought of a three-team pod almost, or, or four-team. You play three in your division, there's like four, four or five of them, then you play six from outside. Yeah. That way you can rotate through the entire uh, conference in a couple years or three years. Yeah, I brought that up a few weeks ago. I mean, that to me would make sense because you would, uh, over the span of like five years, you would see every team in the conference, probably your team, play them either at home or on the road. Yep. And so. A lot to unpack here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the practice report. Matt, have you ever looked through the archives of the Ohio State, whether it's a yearbook or a program from the past, and seen logos that you just think, man, that would look great on a comfortable, officially licensed T-shirt? You know, I have done that a couple of times. Well, Matt, I have great news for you because Homefield Apparel is finishing off Big New Saturday Season 4 where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for 14 weeks straight. This week is Ohio State. It's the final week of Big New Saturday. The Buckeyes collection launches on the 20th Saturday at noon. You're kidding. you got to be kidding. No, I'm actually not kidding. And that's the thing. Homefield digs through the archives and the history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. Matt, I got to tell you, man, the Ohio State collection, I saw the T-shirts from the crew over at Homefield in Indianapolis. They are excellent. They're 17 pieces of apparel, T-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks. Matt, I know you're a guy who loves wearing hoodies with T-shirts. The Ohio State hoodies are going to do wonders for your wardrobe this fall when the Buckeyes kick off on September 30th in Notre Dame. Well, and we're already getting into fall weather, and I do need some new wardrobe updates. Well, here's the thing, Matt. We both have personal experience with Homefield as well. Both Ohio Bobcat graduates. Uh, the Ohio collection is wonderful. If you're a fan of the crew, you know, down in Athens, I have a couple of the Homefield shirts. They're so comfortable. The, the design, the way they feel on your body, uh, they're so comfortable. 
it's a great brand. And I know you, you're not even in love with just the Ohio apparel with the Ohio state collection. That's about to drop, but you just, you just find t-shirts from around the country and think that they rock. I mean, how many different schools do you have right now of home field apparel? I'm, I must have at least eight, at least eight. I've added a new shirt every big new Saturday from season four, looking to go back into the archives for season three and just keep on going adding to the collection. But I can't think of a better way to finalize my season four than getting a couple of pieces from the 17 piece Ohio state collection. Listen, I, I can't stress enough. I've seen this collection. I think it's going to be incredible. And here's the thing, Matt. Penn State just took the lead in sales. They, they just set the big new Saturday release record. They beat Florida as the highest selling uh, school to ever be released on big new Saturday. And Ohio State cannot be second in the Big Ten. It just can't happen. Ryan Day said that a couple of times this preseason already. Second place is not good enough in this league. They've got to win the league right now. Ohio State fans can make that happen, set the new Big New Saturday record by going to homefieldapparel.com and using the code LettermanRow at checkout. You can get 15% off your first purchase from Home Field Apparel. There's one thing Ohio State knows. It's winning in Indianapolis. That's exactly right. And that's why Home Field in Indianapolis is ready to make the Ohio State collection on Big New Saturday the best collection yet. I think they're going to get it done, Matt. And again, you can go to homefieldapparel.com on Saturday, Saturday at noon and use the code LettermanRow for 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Tim, we're back on the practice report. Uh, Gene Smith spoke. We, we broke down a lot of that. We're going to have a lot more coverage at LettermanRow.com of everything that, that Gene Smith had to say. You can watch the full, the full Gene Smith press conference on our YouTube channel. But also, we can't really dismiss the fact that the Heisman Trophy frontrunner spoke today. Yeah. Talked a lot about money, actually, uh, which kind of goes hand-in-hand with what Gene Smith was saying. But also, Corey Dennis, um, the future of the program, whether that's Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, take your pick. Uh, both of those guys also spoke. And uh, C.J. Stroud is the headliner for every obvious reason imaginable but my biggest takeaway from this and i'm gonna i'm gonna go first just to, to get it out of the way is cj stroud has not only become the face of the ohio state football program i think he is starting to understand the weight of being the face of college football and when he talks about you know he was talking about how much money players should make um he was talking about what it means to be the ohio state quarterback what he's improved on what it you know what what this season is going to mean for him those aren't things that you ask guys that just lead one program they're, they're guys that are you know acting as one of the premier names in this sport and i think that cj under cj stroud understands the weight that he carries right now in this sport to me cj stroud is such an interesting story and we'll get into it more as the season develops when you think about his first game at Ohio State last year as a starter at Minnesota, and you think about halftime and all these people are calling for Kyle McCord, uh, somebody, you know, put somebody else in there. He's not getting the job done. Um, obviously, he's got a sore shoulder, persevered through the Oregon game, and then came back after taking a game off and lit up the night, so to speak, after he got healthy. My point is he has come so far from that guy that was literally you know, maybe they weren't loud, but there was booing going on at the beginning of the year that this was the Ohio State quarterback in some circles to where now he is the Heisman Trophy favorite going into the year over the Heisman Trophy, uh, uh, yeah, the Heisman Trophy defender Bryce Young from Alabama. It's just interesting in that regard. But what, what has impressed me about C.J. Stroud, <clears throat> and I think it goes back, and Corey Dennis brought this up, the quarterback's coach, it goes a lot back to just his super strong 
uh, faith, uh, religious faith, uh, that he, he always mentions before, at the start of every press conference. He rolled seamlessly, just from the outside looking in, almost from that guy that was getting booed and getting cut to shred, shreds on social media to the guy at the end of the year that was setting ridiculous records in the, in the come from behind win over Utah in the Rose Bowl. It's crazy how much he changed, but he has rolled. He, in my opinion, he's still pretty much the same guy we were talking to this time a year ago. He's more worldly, of course he is. Has he grown up big time? Absolutely. But what impresses me about him is he's always been, he's always been uh, ready to express his opinion on something. It's just now a hell of a lot more people are listening to his opinion. Does he believe college football players should, stare, should share in the largesse that we're talking about, should share more in it? Absolutely he does. He's never. He's not going to get there. <laughs> it's not going to happen under his watch. No. Because uh, he's probably going to be in the NFL this time of year from now. But yeah, I've just been impressed by the way this guy has evolved, but hasn't really. His core hasn't changed. Yeah, evolved rather than change is, is probably the best word to use there, Tim. And, and, and I'm sorry about my voice, but uh, you know I've got allergies. Hey, Go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. Everybody. Plus, I've been got, babysitting my two grandsons all week. Go ahead. Now. Everybody's got their time of the year, Tim. But, you know, when we get back to CJ, the, the evolution of him from, you know, what was reported Letterman Row checking his phone at halftime of the season opener to see what people were saying about him to now being able to voice that opinion in front of, you know, 40 to 50 people, but knowing that millions of people are going to take that opinion and hear it, not just, and, and you know, actually listen to it and not just hear it. That evolution is something that's not easy to do. And like you said, CJ took that and made it seem so seamless and so... Uh, you know, he didn't really have to worry about how he made that transition. It just kind of happened as he became a superstar. And you know, yeah. it's one thing to go from a five-star prospect to a starter, but it's another thing to go from a five-star prospect to a controversial starter, uh, in some eyes, to a absolute superstar, and now just completely take off like that. Um, I don't want to just talk about CJ because no, but it could. burns my it burns my rear end, man. The way this just the short tolerance. Uh, patience that people have anymore not everybody but the ones who are vocal the ones who get on Twitter and go nuts you know uh, I mean it's it, it really you got it's football is all about development it always has been always will be especially college football one team is not the same the next year as it was a previous year because people come and go people and and the people who come back get better and stronger and faster etc I mean, you, the fact that you don't have enough patience and you call yourself a college football fan, you're really faking it because yeah. you're not really a college football fan because you don't even understand what college football is all about. Is this team going to have some growing pains, for example, this year running that new defense? You know, you Absolutely. expect them to come out and be gangbusters, but they're going to make mistakes, believe me, yeah. uh, defensively. And uh, I think the, you know, the, the, the hope by true Ohio State fans is, is it doesn't cost them big time. But it's the same way when you have a starting first-year starting quarterback. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to look foolish sometimes. Uh, but then he's going to get better to where, at the end of the year, he's looking off defenders and throwing the ball, dropping a dime to Jackson Smith and Jigba in the right corner of the end zone at the Rose Bowl to relieve one of the great comebacks in Ohio State history. Exactly. And you talk about development, Tim. I'm going to transition. Did I get worked up there? A little bit, but that's okay. That's what we're here for. It's a practice support. It's a rapid reaction, whatever you want to call it. It's sports. Uh, it's all about development. We're developing. and. Two guys who are also developing is Kyle McCord and, and Devin Brown, who both met with the media. And I continue to be more and more impressed by both of those guys and their in a let me rephrase it, in a 
in a world that wants quarterbacks to play right away. Or leave. Well, and Or I, transfer. Yeah. Play or leave. Kyle <clears throat> McCord and Devin Brown seem so just okay with understanding the process. And C.J. Stroud was too, but it was in a COVID year, and I guess we didn't get to see it that much because Justin Fields was here and the building was on lockdown. But you talk to Devin Brown, you talk to Kyle McCord, and a lot of times you can kind of read some tea leaves, get an inkling of how these guys feel about not being the guy on campus. Both of those guys were five-star quarterbacks. Yeah. There is no indication that either of them would rather be anywhere in the world other than the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. And they're learning under Ryan Day. They're developing under Corey Dennis. They're watching C.J. Stroud every day. And the way that they carry themselves as the two backups and potential faces of this program down the road, it's just as impressive as seeing C.J. Stroud take the reins of everything that he has. This is not hyperbolic. Those, those two young men, even Devin Brown, a freshman, could be playing somewhere this season. Yes. Could be probably starting some. I'm telling you, every time we see him, he looks better and better to me. Cal McCord just has the uh, personality, the ambiance, the demeanor of a professional quarterback. He is low-key. He speaks exactly what's on his mind. I'm going to do a piece on him just talking about, a story on him just talking about how you, you're sitting there and you want to play, you prepare to play, and then you don't get to play, but you can't ever lose that edge of preparing like you're going to be the starter, preparing mm -hmm. like you're going to get to play at any moment. And a lot of teams, a lot of players, you've seen them through the past, they're, they're, they're either have resigned themselves to, I'm just a backup. Oh no, oh my goodness, where's my helmet? To uh, the guys who can't wait to get the heck out of the building. Yeah. Obviously, he has shown patience. You know, how, how that will be rewarded, we're probably not gonna know until next year. Uh, but uh, if, CJ, if things go the way we think they're gonna go with CJ Stroud. But, but Cal McCord has been an impressive guy to me ever since he got here. Yeah, I think Kyle McCord will know the payoff, uh, and I think that payoff will be great uh, at this time next year when he's, he can throw the ball. When man. he's standing, Agreed? yeah, absolutely. When he's sitting in here as the starting quarterback, because I, you know, I think Devin Brown's a phenomenal player, but Kyle McCord obviously had a year on him, and and that's been my prediction. Kyle McCord will be the starter in '23. He already acts like he is the starter because he's that kind of confidence yeah. guy. Uh, Tim and I are also pretty confident guys. Uh, that's why we're going to go write some stories, get out of here and uh, wrap up this practice report, rapid reaction, uh, instant uh, video, whatever you want to call it. We're here in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for just another practice report. Tim, thanks for hanging out with me. I always appreciate it. I always uh, enjoy it. You know that, Spence. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the Letterman Lounge where we talk about the Buckeyes all year long and check out lettermanrow.com. We'll be back here next week, talk some wide receivers, talk some other positions that, uh, that are finalizing uh, training camp. We're just a few weeks away. I think two weeks now, Tim, from, yeah. from the season opener, September 3rd. Crazy. Over there in the horseshoe. That's Tim. I'm Spencer. We'll see you guys next time.